0: lag screw to secure ledger board to wall
1: studs a boot every 12 inches your Canadian voice is so dull I can't understand a word you're saying there's got to be a video with a better voice how to build a Murphy bed Morgan Freeman <laughs>
0: TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell, a double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on
2: the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF. I'm Gary Manson.
1: I'm Suzanne Mitchell.
2: Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. And as a matter of fact, I could think of no better voiceover than to have a Canadian Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Best of both worlds. Let's say hello to our producer, bad boy, Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? Not too bad. There's got to be someone out there that's already pulled that off. I mean... I don't know too many Canadians <laughs> just to start the show, but... Well, usually if they're, if they're going for it, it, depends on what, to what use it will be put, because many times, it's Martin Short talking crazy! Oh, right, there, right. I, But the, the Canadian, <laughs> in a way, it's like the Canadian Jerry Lewis, but I hesitate to say it at the same time, because he is, he is, what are they, sing qua non? Like there, he's one of a kind, and we love us some Martin Short. We love us some Canada and Canadians We today. have the shirts. We can. We have the shirts and we captured one for a live interview. <laughs> <laughs> we did. This, this is the time of balloons and capturing, and, but we're not shooting anybody no, down. We're
1: not going to shoot him down, but we are going to capture him for the hour.
2: That we sure are. And one hockey note, Benny, be proud of the way the Seattle Kraken is playing. They're doing a great job. They're going to have to find a way to solve the Winnipeg Jets though, because Winnipeg has pretty good luck against the Kraken. Yeah, I have no problems. I'm not worried. Cool. It's short and, and sweet. And <laughs> Second season in existence, and I hope they go far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We that do, too. great stuff. Yeah. Today, the return. How many times is this anyway, Suzanne? Oh, you
1: would ask me that.
2: <laughs> I'll bet. It. Well, he'll have a pretty good idea. We can sort of, you know, eyeball it. I'm talking, of course, about Garnet Schulhauser, a very wise soul. And he has been on our show any number of times to impart his wisdom and also some unique experiences that he has had that come, it would appear, from the metaphysical realm of existence in this interdimensional world of ours. Always fascinating when Garnet joins us.
1: We're going to talk to him about that today. Why don't you give him his mad props and let's bring him on.
2: Let's do it. Garnet Schulhauser is a retired lawyer who lives near Victoria on Canada's beautiful Vancouver Island with his wife, Kathy, and their little dog, Abby. Many years ago, Garnet left his lucrative law practice after someone incredibly wise and immensely kind challenged him to consider a far richer way to live. In the process, one that asked much of the author but returned vastly more, Garnet Schulhauser dug deep into his soul to discover the ineffable joy of spiritual enlightenment. He has not stopped writing and talking about it since. We are happy once again to welcome to Manson Mitchell, Garnet Schulhauser. Great to have you back with us, sir. Well, thank you for having
0: me again. I think this is number 11, according to my count. But in in any event, it's always a delight to be on your show. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next hour. It should be great
2: as are we. And I'm I'm talking all this metaphysics, not to mention hockey, which I think is metaphysical at its core anyway. We can have that discussion another day. Um, but I, I did want to ask you, Garnet, one thing about your former practice of law and your perspective on the law. I ask out of sheer curiosity. You can't turn on the news in America without there being high-profile cases everywhere in, involving the highest reaches of our government. And... We are adversarial. In America, jurisprudence is rooted ideally in the truth and justice for all, that's aspirational for us uh, perennially, but it's also an adversarial system. The great F. Lee Bailey during the Patty Hearst trial decades ago said, being a defense attorney in a trial like this, or maybe any criminal trial, is a lot like gladiatorial combat. It's adversarial at its core. I'm curious to know, Garnet, how is law practiced in a way that might be distinct from the way we do it in America, where you are and you were 30 years, weren't you a lawyer in Canada?
0: How do you yeah. guys do it? Well, it's all very similar. I, I was not a litigator. I was a, a, you know, a solicitor, corporate uh, business law kind of thing, so I never went to court. But what I understand from uh, our litigators in, in the firm I used to work with, pretty much the same. It's adversarial. And that all comes from the fact that both your system and our system was originally derived from the, the British system. And that's how that's how it all started. So we have you know, we've gone off on different tangents a bit, but essentially it's, a, it's it's the same. It's it's adversarial. It's like one side against another. Uh, get in the get in the, the arena and pull out your sword and hack away at the other guy.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, you know. I can recall hearing about one major difference between the American system and the British system when it comes to defense attorneys. If the accused can afford a lawyer or if one is appointed to him or her and they say, my spouse was such a no good louse, I caught him or her cheating on me endless times and I finally got enough. Yeah, I killed the SOB or yeah, I killed that witch but I don't want to spend the rest of my life in prison. What can you do for me? Now, my understanding, Garnet, is that if you were saying that to a lawyer in London, don't think when they're defense attorneys, they're barristers, when they're, they're trial lawyers. If you say that admitting, yeah, I killed my spouse, but I don't want to go to prison for it. I don't believe you could get away with that. It would endanger the law practice of that barrister were you to confess and still expect a zealous defense. It's not that way here in America
0: well yeah we're a bit different too my understanding is that if uh, if you're a defense uh, lawyer and your client basically confesses to the crime says yeah i did it the lawyer can still go ahead and do the best defense possible but they cannot deceive the court by saying keeping on claiming that their, their client is innocent because they know the, the client is not innocent so they can do a defense without actually saying you know your honor my client is or M- members of the jury my client is innocent they cannot deceive the court but they can still do a defense so they, they basically could say okay uh crown we call the prosecutors here the crown that's that's a british thing okay crown prosecutors you have to prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt and i can do my best to defend my client without deceiving the court or the jury by saying i believe my client is innocent because if you know he's guilty you can't do that so and i'm not sure quite how that's the same in america or not
1: I don't think it is.
2: every defendant in our criminal justice system, every defendant is entitled under our constitution to a zealous defense. You can be guilty as hell, but your lawyer, if he or she really knows what they're doing and under the terms of their own practice must, must zealously defend you as if you were innocent, even if you confess to them in the privacy of the law office, they still have to go all out for you.
0: Yeah. And that's essentially the same here. Uh, with the exceptions as I said is they cannot try to deceive the court by uh, asserting that their client is innocent when they know he's guilty. so you can do whatever you want, but you can't say to the, the court, I believe my client or my client is innocent or I believe he is. Um, so that's the, so you can still do a very vigorous defense without trying to deceive uh, the court or the jury. So I think it's very similar.
2: Thank you for that explanation. I was curious about it and I had never participated in a discussion about any distinctions between American and British law, or American and Canadian law. And here again, children of a common mother, right? (laughs) So, and each country does things their own way once you get into the nuance of it. Well, thank you for that, Garnet. I appreciate that explanation. Why don't we talk about some metaphysics, Suzanne? Okay, I think Garnet has a new book coming out. Let's And we're going to talk more about it when we get to the bottom of the hour where we take our one break. When we come back, we like to do what we call the marketing piece. But first starters, then we've got the law out of the way. So this book of yours, this is another one of your brain children, Garnet. Tell us about it.
0: Uh, are you talking about my latest book, Dancing with Angels in Heaven?
2: That particular one?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my fifth book. I've had, I published five. That's the latest one has been out over about a year now. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting. It's more of uh, my adventures with my spirit guide, Albert, who you guys are familiar with. Um, and, 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 Albert is of course, uh, first confronted me on the street way back in 2007 disguised as a homeless man. Uh, and, and, but he was really one of my spirit guides. So I've had a number of uh, astral trips on the astral plane to the spirit side, all, all kinds of different places one of the things the interesting things that i uh, set out in my fifth book is that i was allowed to go to an orientation class for souls contemplating incarnating on earth so these are souls that have been who knows where they've incarnated various different places and they um they will take an orientation class um to uh, to sort of better understand what it's like to incarnate on our planet now, as I have said before, planet Earth is one of the toughest schools in the universe. It's a really a tough place for souls to incarnate. Uh, and so this orientation class is designed to to uh, help them sort of understand what they're getting into. And so it was in an open air amphitheater. Uh, and the class was given by uh, Sophia, who is the, the chair of the Council of Wise Ones uh, and My Spirit Guide Albert as well. And so they were giving this uh, orientation class really quite interesting uh, and and you know, just to demonstrate, uh, are you guys still there? We are. Yes. Oh, okay. You just went off the went off the picture here. So, um, you know, uh, I often tell people that, that, you know, the spirit side is not just some somber place where people uh, lounge around on clouds and listen to harp music. It's actually quite an active sort of a, a, a community at a much higher vibration rate than what we have here on Earth. But humor is alive and well. So the beginning of this, uh orientation class the chair of the council wise one Sophia she said you know you guys are thinking about incarnating on earth she said let me give you some advice run like hell before it's too late (laughs) Uh, that that was just a a, her her idea of humor but but really it really was because uh you know it's a it's it's a very daunting thing for a soul to say I'm going to go to planet Earth now you and I and everyone listening here we made that decision obviously And and we probably went through one of these orientation classes to get the get the load on and what Earth was like, but it was very interesting. And they they went through a whole the whole scenario about, you know, the the source uh, creating the universe and and spitting out individual aspects of itself, which are souls. So the whole thing was there sort Mm -hmm. of laid out basically uh, so these people could clearly understand what they were getting into. So that was one of the major things uh, that uh, that I describe in, uh, in in book five. And we had we had some guest appearances there from uh uh jesus christ came and, and give his spiel uh gaia came and uh um give her spiel about what's happening with planet earth and what's wrong with it and so it was all very interesting and so that was sort of the the first part of my book and then after that uh, i met some other interesting people uh like uh, albert einstein uh marie antoinette uh mother Teresa, to name a few uh and they had some really interesting tales about their lives and what happened, and in some cases revealing things that were not, at least as far as I'm concerned, were not known before. So it's 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 interesting. Very similar to my previous books, uh, I try to make it light, entertaining, and informative. And hopefully, I've gotten there. I don't know.
1: Darn it! When you're talking about the idea of your communicating with your higher self, when you are talking about connecting with other souls in the universe especially um ones that are no longer in this dimension they're in another dimension what are are you participating yourself um in in either um you know meditating or going into a trance or somehow accessing another dimension to get this information from these other people who have passed on
0: Um, Well, generally speaking, when I connect with Albert, I sort of go into a sort of a light meditation, not very deep. And then we sort of have a a conversation. When he takes me on the astral trip, Suzanne, I'm actually traveling in an astral form uh, on the astral plane. uh, And we go to, uh, say, to the spirit side where everyone who's passed on is there, you know, all the ordinary people and some very famous people, everyone goes there. So that's, and so when I, go on those trips I actually have a conversation like I'm having with you and uh and Gary and so that's that's basically how it happens now there, there's another way I can access uh uh sort of higher entities and that's through my uh QHHT uh sessions which is short for quantum healing hypnosis technique and that was a technique developed by Dolores Cannon over a number of years and Dolores Cannon has written a number of books uh, she's passed away in 2014 but in those sessions, um, what I do is I put clients into a very deep hypnotic trance called the theta level. Uh, and then uh, the first part of the trance is a past life regression where they will get taken back to one of their previous lives. Second part is where I make direct contact with their higher self. So I, I channel uh, their higher self channels through the client, speaks to me, and I ask them the questions the client has brought. So that's a that's a different venue for me to contact um, spirits from beyond the... Beyond the veil from a different dimension, so there's there's sort of two different ways I can access that. Uh, but generally speaking, in a QHHT session, I'm contacting that person's higher self to get answers that they want uh, uh, that they're searching for. Usually, it's it's personal matters, but sometimes there's some uh, matters of general uh, applicability to all of humanity. So it's very interesting. So those are the two ways yeah. I get to speak to people uh, living in the higher dimension.
1: Now I uh, I I'm assuming and is it true that you yourself have gone through the quantum healing hypnosis technique this is something you learned for yourself
0: Yeah yes it's it's a it's a technique that as I mentioned was developed by Dolores Cannon over a number of years and then she started teaching that technique to other people so I took the courses there's sort of a there was a level 1 and a level 2 I took um uh, where you, you know, we were taught how to do this method of, uh, of of hypnosis that Dolores Canada developed. So it was, yeah. There's a couple of courses that you have to take, uh, and then of course uh, uh, practice have, helps to make it uh, a lot better. So the more you have sessions you do, the better you are at it. But it's really quite fascinating, and it's and it's uh, it, it's really a, it's a good way to help the clients. A good way for me to open another window into the uh, dimensions beyond ours, uh, because we get uh, I get information from that higher self that's that's often different from I mean, not contrary to, but in addition to what Albert tells me. So it's really, it's sort of a, in fact, Albert uh, convinced me to take the QHHD course. And I'm glad he did, because I get a a different perspective on some of the things, because, uh, you know, frankly, Albert does not always answer every question I post to him. He'll answer the ones he feels like I should know the answer to. And the other ones he says, uh, you know, you don't need to know that now. Later, you know, we have other things to do. So it gives me another another avenue into the spirit world as, as such.
2: Thank you for that explanation. And I must say, Garnet, that I, I get a kick out of your turn of phrase. There, You mentioned Jesus Christ appearing. You said he gave his spiel there. And I was thinking back to when I was in college studying the spiel on the mount in religion class. And I thought, blessed are the peacemakers and the rest of you guys, too. <laughs> and that brings up the question I have for you in particular. On the other side, when people, even the wise ones, and they are acknowledged as the wise ones, and they're a counsel and all of that, when, when they show up, and here I'm, I'm using the common phrase, when they show up, is there ever any sense or a hint of social prestige and the gradation of their importance on the other side that would be analogous to the way we extend social prestige in uh, on the earth plane in these bodies when somebody of momentous importance shows up and you can, you know who the big shot is and who's right beside them and who is much lesser do they have those sorts of gradations on the other side
0: no not not in any sort of a formal sense although for sure you know if I if I go to the spirit side and I meet up with say like I did in, on one of my trips meet with Elvis Presley well I'm in, a, in awe but he's not expecting that so these people who have Uh, sort of special status that's because of of what they earned during their lives on earth but over there they don't hold that out to you know over anybody they don't expect to be treated differently but sometimes they are by new souls who you know you know you you cross over to the spirit side and you meet up with one of your heroes who's passed away you're bound to uh, think oh wow this is great i'm i'm fortunate to have this conversation that disappears after a while as you realize everyone on the spirit side is equal Although some people will regard others in a higher esteem just because of their their lives on earth. So uh, I hope that answers your question. It's kind of a mixed, mixed bag. No, that's,
2: that's fine, Garnet. And I have one for you. Now, I can't vouch for this because I didn't have this experience. I simply read about it. So you and our listeners can take it for what it's worth to all of you. There is a medium of some renown who was very curious to know How Lisa Marie Presley fared when she transitioned rather suddenly and the idea was she was looking for her dad of course she wanted to see where her dad Elvis was she wanted a reunion with him there and recollecting it as best I can what happened was that she was disappointed in a way, she was a little, uh, she, she found it disconcerting when she crossed over, A, because she was there so suddenly, and she had a very, very strong attachment to her Earth life, and she was going to have to work on upgrading her status, let's say, with the help of her guides. But the thing that disappointed her, supposedly, reportedly, is that Elvis has actually broken off a piece of his soul, something you might know more about than me, Garnet, broken off a piece of his soul and come back to incarnate there not as Elvis Presley returned so much as coming back to earth to do some more work and to be of some support to people he valued and that left almost almost something like a weak signal when we have a weak signal in our wi-fi it's not all there for us and Lisa Marie again supposedly There was not able to fully embrace her father or be embraced by him because he was part of him, was elsewhere doing something else there. And she was confused by that. She would have ordinarily expected a big reunion between those two, but it didn't happen in that way. Her guides told this particular medium that Lisa Marie Presley was so strongly attached to her earth life that that was going to be something they would need to work on with her.
0: Yeah, I don't have any information about that, Gary. Um, I did, though, I, I did, in fact, in one of my books, I did report about a, 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 concert, a concert that Elvis put on on the spirit side that I went to. It was, it was an amazing concert, and I had a conversation with him after. Um, he did say that at some point he would like to go back to Earth to try to, uh, you know, correct some of the things that went wrong in his life on Earth and, and try to do better. But he didn't give me any indication that he had started that, uh, and maybe he has done that. But the truth is, is that um, everyone, when they incarnate on the denser planes like Earth, there's always a a, a part of them that stays on the spirit side. So there's always a bit of a fragmentation of the soul. So part of the soul incarnates on planet Earth, part of it stays behind. So I can certainly relate to what this medium is saying, but I don't know for sure how that worked out with uh, Lisa Marie and and, and Elvis. Uh, But that's something I'll certainly ask Albert the next time I talk to him to see what he knows about it
2: next time yeah. around, we'd like to hear all about it it's it's fascinating to me suzanne and i talk about this there quite frequently this fragmentation of the soul and i know that you take that subject seriously suzanne the idea that you know for me it's like if, if you have all of these experiences and you have fragments of your soul in order to maximize or optimize your opportunities on the earth plane That would sound to many people a heck of a lot like schizophrenia and multiple personalities. And I try to sort through that as an issue and even imagine what that would be like because we come into these bodies and we tend to forget. We forget all this stuff or even necessarily the, the driving purpose for our incarnating at a particular time with a
1: particular set of parents. One of the things that uh, has uh, really caught my attention in the last couple of years has been this idea, which was um, rejected at some point uh, in psychology, is that there are multiple selves, that we have multiple people inside of us that are all working for our benefit and most recently uh, is this uh, commercial that they're running on TV for a car company where a woman gets in the car and says, oh, that was a tough workout. And she's sitting next to herself in the passenger seat. And her second self says, well, put on the massager. Oh, that's a good idea. And then another one of herself is in the back seat and says, uh, why don't we play a little music? And and she says, yeah, let's do that. And then her fourth self, who's sitting right behind her, says, now what's that password again? Now these are all parts of her, and it's not in a in a uh, schizophrenic way. This is like people are composed of all these uh, various uh, personalities, actually you know, the workout personality and the, the, the one who's studious and the one who is, uh, just wanting to listen to music and play. And, you know, we have all these parts in us. And so I think when you're looking at past lives, we like to think of them as consecutive, you know, first I was a caveman and, you know, and then I, I lived in, uh, in the 1200s, and then I lived in the 1500s, and then I lived in the 2000s. I mean, you can, you can look at it consecutively, but if there is no time on the other side, then these soul parts can be playing out simultaneously. So I was curious earlier when you were talking about past lives, because I'm wondering what your sense is about other lives that you either have lived or are living.
0: Well, it's it's true that everything happens at, at once. And so it, it's really hard for us to understand that our past lives, our current lives, and our future lives are all happening at once. But but you're right. We're allowed to view them in sequence just so that we can sort of uh, learn from one life into the next. So it's, a, it's a, basically a learning tool that we're allowed to learn things in sequence, so that for us, a life we had in the 15th century happened before a life in the 18th century. That just makes it easier for us to analyze it and 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 process it. But they actually they all happen at once. And so, um, you know, and 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 to speak of the the fragmented souls I mean, it's entirely possible that that people on the earth plane have part of their soul in other entities. So, and, and we're not allowed to know this because it would be too confusing. It would sort of mess up our lives. So it's part of the forgiveness thing that when we incarnate, we don't remember where we came from, what's in our life plan, or that we may have clones elsewhere on Earth. Or we could even have clones in other dimensions, because as I mentioned in, in, in my books, um, every once in a while, the universe that we know will just at random times just divide into two, like a, like a, a human cell, and, and divides in a process called mitosis. And so when that happens, if you happen to be incarnated in, in a, into an entity uh, in, in, in one universe, and it splits into two, now all of a sudden, there's two of you, and 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 each each one is carrying on with their own lives, not necessarily doing the same things. And so, uh, you know, you're, you're, you may have one clone, you may have a number of clones, you don't know, you're not supposed to know. Um, but 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 you're part of your souls in each of these clones. And then when when the final one passes the way and goes back to the spirit side, then all these fragments are reunited and all of a sudden when you're doing your life review you can see not only what you did as a a human on earth but you can see what your clone did in another universe and so it's really quite interesting it's sort of like the sort of extra fast learning because you have not only one life to review and learn from you you might have two or three or four uh, depending on you know where your soul is and how it has fragmented so it's very fascinating very interesting
1: I have never heard that before. And that would would cause me to have to do a lot of thinking about these lives occurring simultaneously, and getting a life review with more than one life in it. I mean, that that I think is is mind blowing. Because, um, I mean, then then do we do we reincarnate? Or are we not looking at it in the right way?
0: yeah it, it, it is mind-blowing because it's hard for us to wrap our minds around it but one of the fascinating things to me is that that if i have say say i have a clone in another parallel universe and 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 you know everyone when you go through life you, you come to major decision points you know a major fork in the road should i take the left fork or the right fork well you've taken one fork uh which whichever one it is you probably wondered what would have happened if i t- chosen the other fork well you may find that out because maybe your clone in a parallel universe in fact did take the other four so when you're both passed away and you're back in the spirit side you can look and say okay who made the better decision me or my clone so it's absolutely fascinating
2: <laughs> that's that's a lot to chew on it is,
0: it is. <laughs> including at
2: the soul level that's mm-hmm. just incredible stuff We are always amazed whenever Garnet Schulhauser joins us. We get into those metaphysical weeds, and it's fun to stay there as long as the clock will allow. Time for our break, or one and only of the hour. Stay tuned. More metaphysical Q&A with Garnet Schulhauser when we come back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures, detailed in each magazine, with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.
1: Staying connected with
2: Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terryterryloving.com. At That's terryterryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Garnet Schulhauser from British Columbia for a little metaphysical Q&A from across the border.
1: On Saturday, Boston Carter joins us for a high-level conversation about consciousness. Specializing in depth psychology, Dr. Carter has a theory for the structural basis of human suffering and how to switch our thinking. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150
2: giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
1: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Garnet Schulhauser. Garnet, you have five books now. I'd like you to uh, tell our listeners about your books and how they can get them and where they can find you and any other information that you would like to share.
0: Sure. Uh, My books are all about my dialogue and astral trips with my spirit guide, Albert. Albert was the guy who confronted me on the street one day, disguised as a homeless man. And from there we had a conversation which led to my first book. And then he took me on a number of astral trips to various places, uh, in the universe, spirit side, other places on earth. Um, and so the best place to access information about my books is on my website, which is garnetschuhelzer.com. And you can read about the books. You can dial into my social media posts and tap into all of my radio show recordings. uh, like this one will be posted as well. And that just gives them a better idea of who I am and what my books are about. And I also have a YouTube channel where I post videos, uh, sometimes about topics in my books, sometimes about my QHHT sessions. Anyway, it's all there, so just dial into my into my uh, my website, and uh, they can find out anything they they want. And if they have any more questions, they can send me an email, and I'll try to answer it.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Garnet You know, Garnet Gary and I, we always introduce you as a, a former lawyer. And, um, and so that was your career for all those years until you met uh, Albert. Uh, one of the things that I don't know that I've asked you, and it just kind of peeks out every once in a while, is that after you met albert and you were taken on these astral trips what i hear you saying from time to time is that you've taken a course like the quantum healing hypnosis technique that you 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 do things that are going to um benefit you in what way benefit your learning i mean if you if you have albert taking you by the hand and showing you things what are what are you doing on this side to to do what become more telepathic become more psychic i mean what is it that that you're doing here on, well, on it, and it's to help,
0: it's to help me with my learning for sure because i always learn no matter uh, who the person is i always learn something new from every session because everyone's different everyone's higher self comes through differently uh everyone has a different past life so basically i'm learning things that that um i haven't uh, gotten the answer from albert or he hasn't bothered to tell me so i'm learning a, a a different part of the this whole cycle of reincarnation and the reality that we live in um but but, but i think more to the point was that albert wanted me to, to have a hands-on experience of helping people one-on-one because in the qhhd session to one client with me and i try to help them and everyone has their own problems but, but it's it's really quite uh fulfilling for me to help people uh, on this one-on-one basis which hopefully my books are helping people but I don't get a, a direct connection so people are out there reading my books but I don't usually know how it's affecting them hopefully it's positive but in a QHHT session I can see when the people leave the session they're like okay I feel energized you've answered you, you you've allowed me to find the answers to my questions um and so it, it's it's a good it's a good thing for me to do. And that's why Albert told me to get into it. I just get a different dimension uh, from these sessions. I learned something and I am fulfilled in helping people. So that's that's why he pushed me into it.
1: So, so you, you are at this point a healer. It, you were a lawyer, but now you consider yourself a healer?
0: No, I don't. Um, what, what I can try to do is, is, is facilitate uh, healing for a client. But it's the higher self doing the healing. If there's any healing, it's the higher self. It's not me. I'm just like I'm just the uh, the MC. I just sort of bring them in and 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 get things moving. But the higher self is is uh, is the entity that that heals people. And a person's higher self is really the highest part of their soul. And, and a lot of people have said all healing is self healing, which is really true. But sometimes self healing needs a little bit of input from the highest part of the person's soul, and that's what comes through In these sessions and 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 so if they think it's appropriate for someone to be healed uh, for a health problem or or an affliction they can do that and and i've actually seen that and uh, uh, i've had a few uh, you know great examples of uh of helping people not with significant problems uh, but i remember having one uh young lady um who who came in for a session and said she always had this this inexplicable pain uh in her leg uh, and the doctors couldn't figure out where it was coming from. But well, when we got to the higher self, the higher self says, well, that's simple. You, a couple of your discs in your spine are out, out of line. And I said to the higher self, well, can you fix that? And they said, sure. And so then when the lady came out of the out of the trance, she said that when the higher self said they were fixing it, she could feel things moving in her spine. So that's just one example. Dolores Cannon has many examples where, uh, uh, you know, a guy will come into the session in a wheelchair after the session, he walks out. So those things can happen if it's appropriate for the client, uh, and so it's really quite it, it's very challenging. Sometimes they won't uh, fix an affliction if the person uh, really doesn't want to be fixed, or if the person has uh, chosen that affliction to be one of the challenges they want to face when they develop their life plan. So if that was a life plan event, uh, then they won't change that. So this it, it doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. And and it, you know if I can help one person with with some health problem i'm i'm very pleased to do that
2: good karma for you yeah that's a great thing in addition to simply being helpful to another human because we all suffer in one way or another not all suffering is optional i understand that in context but there is human suffering and if we can alleviate it or remove it god bless that's that's part of why we are here to heal ourselves and others that's that's excellent news having said that garnet let me ask you this have you ever heard from anyone who went through past life therapy or perhaps it was albert or someone on the council has anyone ever indicated that some people would rather not leave the other side that other dimension they would rather not come back to earth school and yet hear perhaps from their personal guides that you've got some stuff to clean up it would be in your best interests for you to actually return and work on that and in order to do that you need to be in a human body again have you ever run into that
0: yeah i i've run into a number of souls in the spirit side of my trips where they have said you know when i was back on earth they they said there's no way i'm coming back to this hellhole i said i'm not coming back here anymore but when they get to the spirit side they have a much different perspective they see the whole picture they understand uh, more about the cycle of reincarnation. They understand then uh, why they had incarnated the last time, what they put in their life plan, and they go through the life review and they check off as many boxes as they can. And invariably, they'll say, "Well, I didn't hit uh, check off all the boxes. I, I missed some of the challenges, didn't learn some of the lessons. So I really think I should go back." Now, it, it's not an imperative; it's sort of a, a, a moral obligation they feel. Uh, and, and, and so most of them will say, "Well, yeah, you know, from this side." Uh, a life on earth is no big deal a life of 80 years in a human is just a blink of an eye over there because it's because everything happens at once Mm -hmm. so they will you know once back on the spirit side they'll say oh yeah I have some unfinished business I have some karma that that needs to be uh wiped off the slate and so you know what I'm going to go back and so that that's that's invariably what happens I have not met anyone there yet so far who says know i have unfinished business but i'm not going back so it may happen i just haven't met any of them
2: i find that so fascinating that free will and the element of choice is present even over there
0: oh absolutely even in fact even more so because you have way more choices uh, over there and you understand the implication of all your choices so you can decide when you're over there Do i want to just? uh, you know, ha- have, a cushy life and stay on the spirit side. Cause it's really, it's it really, is like a paradise. Do I want to incarnate again on planet earth? Do I want to incarnate in an alien life form on a, on a planet in the Pleiades constellation? There's so many more choices. They're all free. No one pushes a soul into any direction. Uh, you know, your, your guides and the council will give you some advice and counseling. Um, you know, but it's the, the, the ultimate decision, uh, is, is for each soul. And, and, and you make it fully informed, knowing what you're getting into. So there's no one here on planet Earth who can say, well, God, I didn't bargain for all this uh, strife and conflict and everything else on planet Earth. Well, yeah, you did, because before you incarnated, you knew exactly more or less what you're getting into. You don't know all the things that would happen to you, but you pretty much knew the lay of the land on planet Earth. So it's just that we forget that. And that's why design, we're not allowed to know where we came from or our previous lives. We come here with a clean slate and you know, good luck. See, see if you can do your best
1: you know when you look <sighs> at little babies they just seem so adorable and so innocent and you you kind of watch them go from being held by you know loving hands to beginning to walk to beginning to talk and they all look so pure and and, and uh, you know to think that over a uh, men- any years people are going to go through so much to say yes to this incarnation it doesn't look like it when you see a newborn child that you know oh my gosh what are they going to go through you can't even imagine it
0: no, no you, you know as adults we can we can try to imagine what what a baby's going to go through um, but but you know the uh, it, it's tough it's tough for a soul to come into a newborn they usually enter permanently, sort of, uh, right as soon as the baby comes out of the birth canal. But you know, you can imagine you have this freedom, this 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 uh, free life on the spirit side where you're not bound by any restrictions. You don't have a physical body. All of a sudden, you're popped into by your choice. You're popped into this this tiny little body. So it so it is it is quite traumatic. In fact, um, uh, Dolores Cannon has said that it's it's way more uh, traumatic to be born than to than to die. It's a lot easier to to leave your body and go back to the spirit side than the other way around. Um, we just think that that death is really the the worst thing that could happen to you. It's actually not as bad as being born.
1: That well, is fascinating.
0: The innate
2: trauma of birth. Okay, I can see why some people would say I like it over here. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't get parking tickets. You don't pay any taxes. You know, and you don't have to go through toilet training. And that's that's part of this earth school concept, Garnet, that when we come back here, you're coming back, at least as far as I understand, you're coming back for the whole ride. You're going to go through that birth canal after gestating, and you've got to start this all over again. Looked at one way, I can see where some people, particularly if their immediate past incarnation was traumatic, where they would be properly concerned concerned about avoiding the same kind of pain they just experienced even if it was 50 or 60 years ago as you point out that's nothing in cosmic time or eternity
0: yeah and and I think that's certainly a consideration all souls have but there is another way of getting into the earth plane without going starting from the from from a newborn baby and that's a walk in soul and what happens there is that somebody uh, a soul has 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 been with the body for you know let's say 50 years they decide that they've had enough of this life. They've checked all the boxes or they're not going to be able to check anymore. So they say, okay, I'm done. I want out of here. Then there's another soul who says, well, you know, you still got a good physical body. It's only 50 years old, uh, long life ahead. Why don't I take your place? And so the walking soul will basically exchange places with the soul who wants to leave. And the, and the walking soul comes in and continues that physical life. And so that does happen. And so that's one way for somebody. He says i don't want to be a, a baby and go through toilet training again so i can jump into this uh this life that's already uh you know gone through all that and i can go from there and move on forward for the rest of that life so that does happen that's an option for people for souls
1: we have talked to several people who have said that they are walk-in souls and what's interesting about that is that they know that that's what they are and and they said I didn't used to be this person, and now I am, and and I I find that really fascinating that uh, that somebody would take over another body and have to deal with somebody else's past like that. Don't I mean? Yeah, and
0: and it's not it's not a decision that's taken lightly, uh, Suzanne. Uh, so that the soul has to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping right into the middle of this physical life. Uh, but, but they also, you know, when they are weighing, weighing the things, they think okay, do I, I can either do this or I can go into a, a newborn baby and start from scratch, start from, you know, step one. And, and, and so it, it, it may be difficult, but I think for some souls, it's just like, no, I don't want to have to go through all that stuff as a, as a, a baby and a toddler and grade school and high school and all that sort of stuff. I want to just jump in at this stage of this physical body's life and, and take it over. so they. So it's not an easy decision, but it's one that some souls will say, that's where I want to come in.
2: It's great and to have, that have an option. option in baseball terms, Garnet. It's like being your own relief pitcher.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: Man, somebody for those middle innings. You yeah. Know? Exactly. And then let's do it again. And then you'll have a closer. <laughs> that would be that would be something else and and here's something now i'm going to throw another one at you this was from a, a book i read years ago but i remember this one story in that book particularly there was a couple in england and they had a daughter and when this daughter was approaching five years old as i recall about five she said to her Mom, mommy, you know, I chose you to be my mommy. Oh, you did? Oh, that's lovely. And she she said, yes, I I remember. And her mother said, what do you mean you remember? And her daughter said, I remember you and daddy were in the park. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) And daddy was on top of you. And I decided, so in, in England, by the way, they call that dogging, going out to a public place and furtively engaging in intercourse. Yeah. So that's that's what they call it. So uh, this mother's daughter said to her, when daddy was on top of you, the two of you were in the park and I decided I was going to choose you for my mommy instead of the other mommy. <laughs> so her daughter was checking out, you know, the merchandise yeah. there in terms of who's going to be uh, the in the maternal role and chose one woman over the other, referring to the other as the other mommy. I was just flabbergasted when I read that. I've heard about us choosing our parents, but that's a pretty stark example.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's actually quite funny uh, that this, this, this uh, child would say that to her mom. Um, but but I, I'm, I'm sure it's true. I'm sure that because we do choose our parents, and 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 to the extent that we have a, a, a you know choice of you know one or two or three, then we can pick the one we think is going to give us the best life. And so, no doubt that's. That's what she decided to do. And she didn't didn't quite realize that she was letting the cat out of the bag to her mom about the other lady. But that's just funny, I think. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> that wasn't the only cat out of the bag either. <laughs> 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 because the, the mother remembers blushing at the recollection yeah. of this story. And how you came about? Hmm. Yeah. So uh, something like that just it, it creates yet another nuance to try and understand what it is to take birth in this world, to sign up, uh, Suzanne often will talk to me about soul contracts. They contracted for that. They're going through this or that hardship. The element of choice is present, at least from the metaphysical point of view. It isn't just one sorry fate.
0: Yeah, and, and, and yeah, you know, when we're doing, our, of course, when we're doing our life plans. We do set out these challenges for ourselves. And we do that based upon what we want to learn and what we want to face. But unfortunately, because we get here, we don't remember what's in our contract or our life plan and we have free will. And so sometimes we can just drift along and not hit any of these. And sometimes we hit them all. It's it's the sort of the luck of the draw in terms of how we actually do when we get here. But no matter, you know, the, the, the good news is, which may be not good news for a lot of people, is that if you miss some of the checking off some of the boxes in any life, you come back as often as you want, uh, which which is good. Like you, you have as many mulligans as you want until you get it all right. And so it's not a not a concern, shouldn't be a concern for us, other than the people who say, well, there's no way I want to come back here. Uh, but you know, they may end up doing that when they have a different perspective after they pass to the spirit side.
1: Why do ah! we incarnate here, Garnet? What is what is the point of it?
0: we're just trying to expand our knowledge. We're trying to expand uh, our knowledge about what's happening in the world uh, in you know, in our world on earth and the universe. Uh, And we do that incarnating gives us hands on knowledge. So when you're on the spirit side, you can watch what's going on 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 planet earth. You can see people screwing around and conflicts and wars and other things going on, You, you can see what's going on, but, but you don't quite understand maybe why this is happening. And you won't really know until you actually incarnate into a physical body on earth and experience it firsthand so then you what you do is you took take book learning into into real learning and knowledge based upon hands-on experience so that you know if you're on the spirit side you may not know because there's no negative emotions there so you may not know what uh hate is all about like what's hate you can see what hate does to people on planet earth but you don't really get get the full appreciation for it so you jump into a, a physical body on earth and all of a sudden now you are the subject of hate you understand it perfectly and from there you want to try to find a way to to help people get rid of these negative emotions and make this place uh, a better world to live in so it, it's it, it's the, the the desire to have hands-on knowledge about what happens on the dance planes um,
1: would you say that's a soul evolvement?
0: absolutely yeah every it, our, our, our ultimate purpose is to evolve to acquire greater knowledge, greater wisdom, uh, as we have for each incarnation. So that's why we do it. It's just to become, become evolved, become more, more like the source with, with every incarnation. Because we learn things, and and then and, and then um, that's how we evolve, basically as souls. And so that's our goal: is to evolve as souls. That's why we incarnate.
2: We only have a couple of minutes, but I would make this last point, Garnet. One of the challenges humanity is going to face strictly looking at it from this metaphysical and even reincarnationist point of view is what are we doing to our planet if earth school is so important tough as it is there what planet are we going to be reincarnating into in another 50 75 hundred years and beyond at the rate we're going
0: that's a very good question and and, and, it's, and it's not the, the answer is still up in the air we do not know if we're still going to be around in 50 years and i've asked albert he won't say one way or the other other than he says well i'm optimistic you guys can pull you know pull the fat out of the fire but it's it's not a guarantee we don't know where we're going to be and and the uh, interesting sort of a side question i had one reader re- uh, recently say to me what if we all raise our vibrations and and, and transform earth into a better place what are souls going to do for uh, a tough school to incarnate in and i said well won't be any shortage if earth becomes a paradise they'll find another school to go to so don't worry about that one
2: thank you once again Garnet Schulhauser it's always a joy to have you with us you challenge us intellectually and metaphysically and we have a lot of fun engaging you so let's get together again soon
0: absolutely delighted to be here love being on your show and thank you for inviting me
1: you're quite welcome We want to tell you to stay tuned at uh, 1 o'clock Pacific time for American Road Trip Talk. What do you have going on today, Gary?
2: Our subject today, with the help of our buddy Matt Shea, who sluiced these places out, we are going to talk about quirky, off-the-beaten-path places to stay in Washington State. That ought to be a good time, so please stay tuned. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here on AM 1150.